أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وبعد حديث رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم نريد إن صحيح مسلم that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He has certain angels that are described as sayahin siyaha in the modern language means tourism in the old language siyaha means uh, uh, to also go in different parts of the earth and see what's going on so these angels their whole job is to go and tour the, the earth and the spiritual world is in some ways similar to the physical world and in some ways it's the polar opposite. So just as in the physical world, uh, when you look up at the sky, you see stars. What is a star? A star is not a small thing. The sun is a star as well. And it's a huge, uh, it's a huge, basically what, like a ball of plasma hydrogen that's fusing and releasing ridiculous amounts of energy and that's essentially what lights up the entire universe there's no light except for a star or a star that collapsed or several stars that collapsed some something like that uh, and some of them are really ridiculously big and some of them are like obscenely big you have something like a black hole or a neutron star that it's so big that it even sucks light in and some of them are so big they suck light in so fast that all the light can't come in quick enough so it's spewing out jets of light at the poles uh, that it, it rotates on a teaspoon of which is, has more mass in it than the entire star uh, the entire sun uh, or, or perhaps even the solar system um, so the spiritual world is what the spiritual world is is inverted it's inside out so the angels the siyahin they look for light, but they're not looking for physical light, and they're not looking for physical uh, 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 greatness that generates that light. Rather, they look for the spiritual light, because they themselves are made of nur. They're made of such a light that's not like the light of this world. The light of this world, the physical light of this world, is, has physicality. It's still carried on photons. It's not completely, it's not completely uh, 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 devoid of having some body. Whereas the angels are anwar in the purest form. And so they look for that nur as well. And that nur is generated by something great, but not something physically great. So when they tour uh, around the earth and they see the light coming from a place where the dhikr of Allah Ta'ala is made, they cry out to each other, Haluma bughiyatukum, Come, this is what you've been looking for. Come, this is what you've been looking for. And then they'll crowd out the majlis and they'll uh, attend that, 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 that sitting in which the dhikr of Allah Ta'ala is made. Whether it's a hundred people or ten people or five people or just one person alone. And they will attend with adab from the beginning until the end. And then afterward they appear in the uh, court of the Almighty Jalla Ala. And for those of you who took aqidah, one might say, how do you appear in the court of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala? The way Allah Ta'ala communicates with the angels is the same way He communicates with the Anbiya or with the rest of the creation, which is either directly through wahi that enters the hearts of certain angels 
or uh, through those angels who receive the wahi directly then informing the other angels. Uh, uh, and so the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is what? It's those places where the angels gather and there are places mentioned in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the highest of which is Al-Mala'u uh, Al-A'la which is mentioned in the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu as well uh, in which the, the highest ranking of the angels and the other spirits that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created they sit together and they receive the hukum of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through wahi and so Allah ta'ala will ask the angels uh, uh, will ask the angels after they have given their complete report about what happened. He'll ask the angels, alayhi uh, salam, uh, that uh, what what did you see my slaves doing? And uh, they'll say, I saw them calling on you. And this is the vikr of Allah, Allah. Uh, what is it? It's calling on Allah subhanahu wa taala. Don't you see, like a child calls out to. Uh, it's mother or father or brothers and sisters, little baby, when they want help. You just call the name. You don't have to explain anything else afterward. So they, they were calling on you. They were asking. They were making dua. Dua means to call on somebody. Um, and Allah Ta'ala will ask them, have they ever seen me? And the angels will say, no. Uh, no, our Lord, they haven't seen you. And then he'll ask the question, what if they had seen me? What do you think? He said, if they had seen you, they would have been even more fervent in calling on you. And then Allah Ta'ala asked the angels, what were they asking for? And the angels will say, they were asking for your Jannah, Ya Allah. And he'll say, have they seen my Jannah? And uh, the angels will say, no, Ya Allah, they haven't seen your Jannah. And then Allah Ta'ala will ask them, if, what if they had seen my Jannah? What, what then? And Allah and, and the angels will say, Ya Allah, if they had seen your Jannah, they would have been even more fervent in asking for it. And then Allah will ask, what were they seeking refuge from? And uh, the angels will say, they were seeking refuge from your fire. Allah Ta'ala will ask, have they seen my fire? And the angels will answer, no. And then Allah Ta'ala will ask, what if they had seen, what if they had seen my fire? Uh, the angels will answer, they would be even more fervent in seeking your refuge from it. And like this question and answer will go back and forth between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and between the angels. And obviously Allah ta'ala doesn't need to ask anyone anything. Uh, although one of the hikmas of this is what? Is that it even shows the angels what the maqam of, what the maqam of the, 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 the people who make his dhikr in this world is. Um, it's not easy being people. It's not easy at all. And in fact, it's mentioned in the tafsir, the mufassirin mentioned with regards to Harut and Marut who are mentioned in the Surah Al-Baqarah that uh, who, who were sent as a fitna to Bani Israel to teach them sihr, that sihr that they were forbidden from learning, that sorcery that they were forbidden from learning, and that sorcery which caused a lot of chaos and fasad amongst them. That they are too essentially angels that asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what's the point of this creation because they seem to do everything wrong and so uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says okay if you really want to know I'll teach you uh, and so he sent them down to earth in human form and said you just have to stay one year and avoid doing three sins that's all so you have to avoid drinking or getting intoxicated you have to uh, avoid. Uh, 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 you have to avoid uh, uh, 
a murder, zina, and you have to avoid murder. These three sins, avoid them for what? For one year. And mashallah, alhamdulillah, many of us have many years under our belt that we've avoided. <laughs> at least we go for many years at a time having avoided all three. And uh, the angels, both of them, when they came in human form, they fell in love with the same woman who was a wicked woman. And she, one by one, had them do all three sins. And when they finally did all three of them, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala caught them and said, See, now you understand, and now your punishment for... <laughs> Your punishment for not having, uh, for not having, uh, 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 you know, gone with the program from the beginning, or for 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 have not having understood what difficulty there is for the human beings is that you have to do all these odd jobs. You have to you're cursed to live until Yom Qiyamah and do all these different odd jobs for Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So they got like an angelic demotion. Uh, 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 it's not easy. It's not easy being people. So uh, the amount of the amount of tawfiq a person has to be able to sit and control their nafs and do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's not, it's not a small thing. It's a really big thing. But also with that, big things come from it. Can you imagine Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, who He is and what His greatness is and what His maqam is from us? Uh, and yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us, the, gave us the honor and the privilege to call on Him directly. And he gave us the honor and privilege of calling on him by his name. Our own mothers, if we called them by their name, they would probably grab us by the ear for good reason. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he taught us his divine name and he allowed us to call him by it. Which is an honor that wasn't even given to all of the ummah. And yet there are people who don't wish to take the name of Allah ta'ala or see it as some sort of matter of tension or some sort of... Uh, uh, something burdensome or something that is, you know, they avoid, they flee from it like a person flees from death. There are some people, if you call them to the salat or if you call them to, uh, uh, if you call them to the remembrance of Allah Taala or any sort of uh, matter of deen, they 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 like freak out and they run away. And some of us may have been like that at some point in our lives, and. What that is, is a, 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 a like a, a kind of a, a scary sign. It's a sign of like being stripped and devoid of tawfiq. But a person shouldn't dwell on that negativity, not for themselves nor for others. Because alhamdulillah, as long as a person has breath inside of them, the door is always open to come to the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. And sometimes in the same person, there's the, the conflict between people of should I do this or should I not do this? Should I stay uh, uh, occupied with the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala or should I not do it? Maybe if I do, I won't get enough sleep or I won't uh, enjoy myself or I'll have to somehow become such a pious person that it will cause me some sort of taklif, it will cause me some sort of harm. Mawana Tabim, he once said, he said that Mawana Rumi, rahimahullah ta'ala, he gave the tashbih of like a, like a snake. That, that is afraid if it gives up its venom that it will become like powerless um, but the problem is that if you're a snake you're a snake and so people have so much love for that love for that venom um, and the that when you when you when you remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the heart becomes tranquil and it becomes peaceful I think probably the best example of this is the Salat al-Taraweeh 
Many of us for a significant portion of our lives, if not still, don't understand a lick of the Qur'an in Arabic. Um, but still, even a kafir who, you know, I've seen non-Muslims stand in taraweeh for the entire thing. Some of them not only fast, some of them enjoy going to taraweeh in the, in the, in the Ramadan too. Uh, there was once when I was at university, a Lutheran pastor, he used to come and pray with us. He used to attend the masjid so frequently that one day he, uh, he, the church actually transferred him away from, from, from where he was uh, to somewhere else. And I have a feeling that, you know, he was, he was getting a little bit too uh, friendly with the natives, like level of like the church people are wondering, why is this guy doing this, you know? Um, but people, people enjoy that. Even if you don't understand a lick of it, nobody comes out of Salat al-Tarawih feeling like I wasted my time. Everybody comes out with a clean feeling inside of their heart. And it's the barakah of the, the taking of the divine name. And even if a person is quote-unquote not feeling it, uh, um, which is a, a really big thing nowadays, as if people are supposed to feel their way through life. There's nothing that, nothing that, that is worth achieving in this life which happens through good feelings. In fact, many things that the path of which is good feelings, that's what's going to end up destroying a person. Um, drug addiction and d these types of things they feel wonderful and you just keep feeling good 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 until one day you die or you lose uh, all the ones you love or you lose everything you have or uh, you know you have some other sort of perdition and loss the idea is that this remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala everybody when they sit for it they all know that there's some there's some khair in it and there's some good that, that they get from it even if a person doesn't understand it completely and fully and this is another strange thing that, that people have this need for understanding everything completely and thoroughly. Uh, this is Islam, this is the deen of knowledge. A person is, is highly recommended to spend as much time as they can learning. Um, and you'll find the ulama are ready to teach you uh, uh, as much as you have himma. If you come in the correct way, they're ready to teach you uh, as much as, as, as you have himma. There's nobody who... Uh, dislikes to share this knowledge with somebody. But at the same time, there are so many things. Our entire ancestry and forefathers imagine that, right? More humanity than not. Lived their entire lives without knowing what is oxygen. Lived their entire lives without knowing what, you know, hydrogen bonding is. They lived their entire lives without knowing what an electron is. They lived their entire life, lives without knowing that gravity is like accelerates thing at, things at 9.8 meters per second per second. And they knew all of these, uh, they, they didn't know any of these things. They used to eat oranges before they knew what vitamin C is. They used to, uh, you know, go for exercise before they knew what, like, cardiovascular health was all about. They used to, uh, you know, whatever, they used to have strong muscles without ever having gone to a gym or, like, you know, uh, doing four sets of five or three sets of ten or any of these things. Uh, the idea with life is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made all of these things for our benefit. And when we receive benefit from something, you should continue, always continue to learn and, and, and seek more knowledge and understand. But the idea that complete understanding is a prerequisite to benefiting from something is complete nonsense from shaitan. How many of us have ever been shown a <coughs> smartphone and say, until I understand completely how it works, uh, I'm, going to, I'm not going to use it. This is ridiculous. There are so many people, mashallah, the entire like precept, uh, concept that the whatever 
Apple products are made made on is like from the time of like the old Macintoshes. It should be so easy to use that like a person who knows nothing about computers should be able to intuitively use the thing without having any idea what's going on. Um, and the funny thing is that we use things all the time without understanding their function. One of the founders of Facebook, like you know, probably got too drunk one night and uh, 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 felt so much remorse the next day that he he spilled the beans saying that we deliberately like made this entire platform manipulative so that a person is going to have all these you know weird dopamine rush type experiences from using our product and be addicted to it and we didn't care how it's going to affect people and now that this thing has been going on for so many years uh, now I kind of feel a little bad like you know that maybe we shouldn't have done that after screwing everything up right but we use all of these things because we see some benefit in it without understanding them Abdu'l-Din of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was literally designed for our benefit by Allah ta'ala who created us. It was a perfect fit, tailor fit, uh, a thing for, for our lives. It's okay, you can benefit from certain things without understanding them completely. And that's not to say that you shouldn't understand them. Inshallah, keep striving and keep understanding more and more. But don't let shaitan say these little whisperings inside and then... Uh, uh, make your entire life pass by, your entire days pass by without making the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. And this is something that, uh, you know, it's something that's really weird. Like, look at the society that we're in right now. The the place we're visiting right now, you see that there are people, there's bars, there's people smoking cigarettes, there's all kinds of haram things happening around us. However, you'll enter into the city today, you've already seen fasts very different because it was laid out, planned by planned by Muslims, unlike, unlike uh, Casablanca and things like that, right? You'll see, imagine <coughs> the, the, the number of masajid, the number of madars, the, 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 the kind of different society and different life that people had. It indicates to you that everything wasn't like it, like it is right now for a large, like for a very long period of history. That there was a time when the deen was actually more important to people. <coughs> Just like nowadays you walk by a bar and it hurts you inside that why is this is a balad of la ilaha illallah, why are people doing this? Um, but you can't say anything. Why? Because there's very powerful forces that keep these things, uh, keep these things going despite the fact that everybody hates them. The flip side, imagine that there was a, a period of time for so long that... People really valued the masajid, they valued the khanqas, they valued the, the, the word for khanqa in, 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 in this part of the world is a zawiya, they valued the zawaya, they valued the, the, uh, uh, the, the, the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, and it's an entire like, lifestyle that, that, that surrounds that. And that doesn't happen for free. I mean, think about that. Imagine, imagine how difficult is it just to go to your own relatives and say, let's pray salat before the time leaves. It's an exercise of making a fool, in, in making a fool out of yourself. You'll you'll be like become like the clown amongst your own Muslim relatives. Uh, except for people who Allah has very khas mercy on. Uh, you know, many even ulama people even from big families of ulama they have like maybe like half of their family is like into deen and the other half still it's difficult because a human being that's their their disposition their nature. It's so difficult to to tell anyone anything. So imagine what type of Force was what was there um, that convinced the entire society to get with the program like that. That type of thing doesn't happen except for through the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
That type of thing doesn't happen except for the pr- through the proliferation of ilm. Large numbers of people, all of them on the same page, both in their mind and, and inside of their heart. And help, so much help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the help comes from Allah ta'ala, how? Through calling on Him and through asking Him. And this is one of the things that, that, that I really, hurts me inside about, uh, you know, our qawm, where we live and where we come from. People run away from the dhikr of Allah Ta'ala and the ibadah of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala as if it's like, you know, like somebody, Ebola infected, whatever dude running at you. It's not, it's not that bad. It's actually really good for you. It's good to sit through it, even if you don't feel it. I mean, a person might ask, how did you learn Arabic? How did you learn, uh, you know, all these ash'ar in the Arabic language? How did you learn this surah? How did you, you just sit there for long enough, you learn everything. You just become accustomed to it. In the beginning, you see something, it's beneficial to you, but you're not really exactly accustomed to it. So you force yourself to sit through it day in and day out, day in and day out. What happens? One day, the thing clicks inside of your mind, inside of your heart. Most people, it's sooner than they think. Um, They start to become habituated and accustomed to certain things. And this sitting for the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to finish the hadith out, at the end of the, the entire interview that, that the angels have with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will tell the angels, Oh my angels, I, I make you bear witness that uh, I have forgiven all of them. And so the angels make the, 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 uh, the, angels make the, uh, um, the objection that someone was sitting with them and uh, they really weren't there for your sake. They were just there for some other reason. Maybe someone dragged them. Maybe they wanted to show off to someone. Maybe they really had nothing else to do. I mean, let's be honest with ourselves. We're on vacation here. If I called you guys to Addison this morning to my basement, who's going to come? It, you know, and then you go, well, Mulan, it's impractical. It's far away. You're sitting in Morocco right now. It's far away. So let's not have pretenses between us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm not accusing you of anything that I'm not guilty of myself. Maybe I'm the only guilty one and you guys are getting falsely accused, but at least I myself, I'll tell you, mashallah, why are we here? Because it's fun. It's, it's a nice thing to do, right? Alhamdulillah, it's not haram. Awesome. The angels make the objection, so, so-and-so was there for whatever reason. You know, They're just there to go on vacation in Morocco and like whatever, eat tajin and like kebabs. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what, what does he say as, as a jawab to the angels? He doesn't say you're wrong, because he knows better than they do. What does Allah ta'ala say? He says, the people of my remembrance, they're such a people that even the one who sits with them, even the one who sits amongst them, that person will never be wretched. That person, that person always, just by the fact that someone sits with those people, that person will be happy. And this is... This is something that, you know, we should be careful that we not be mahroom of, that we not be deprived of when we're over there. Um, that we, we revive these things inside of our homes. Even if you don't sit for so long, you know, if you cannot say, La ilaha illallah a hundred times, then sit and say it ten times. Can you even sit and say it once? You know, every day sit and say it once. Uh, uh, these, are, these are important things. Um, and there was just one very short malfood of Mahadur um, Tanri I wanted to share with you that again my friend and Shaykh Mawana Tamim Allah Ta'ala protect him he compiled this 
translation of uh, 40 malfuvat of Hazrat Tanri rahimahullah ta'ala in good English. It's just, it's about a page long. Hakim uh, al-Ummah rahimahullah ta'ala wa qaddasallahu sirrahu Mawlana Ashraf Ali Tanri, he said, Respected friends, Allah gives us comfort and ease throughout the year. If perchance we may happen to experience some discomfort or hardship, then it is fair to complain. Uh, or then is it fair to complain of that discomfort verbally and become bitter and let that affect our service of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala? Dear friends, look at those who are employed for an army, soldiers. Throughout the year, month after month, they are at ease and receive their salaries in peace and comfort. And at times, they may get deployed and have to fight in order to defend their country and land. Now tell me, when a soldier gets deployed anywhere to fulfill his duty, does he have any right to complain or become bitter? Absolutely not. Rather, it is known that this is the demand of honor and dignity that we have been taken care of all of the time. And now when asked to fulfill our duty and take orders, we must do so without hesitation or reservation. Moreover, we have seen that when soldiers are given orders, they do not refuse. Instead, they are ready to go and face the enemy. Additionally, they tolerate all types of hardship for the sake of making one's authority pleased. In fact, soldiers are even ready to give up their own lives, considering it to be honorable. How unfortunate must it be for us that when we receive the bounties of Allah Ta'ala throughout the whole year, and then upon the instance of a slight difficulty or hardship, we commence to complain. Should the conduct of the slave with his benevolent Lord be any less than an average soldier with the state? This kafiya that 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 Azra Tanri describes, it's all it's only a matter of just having correct perspective about things in your life, and the dhikr of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is something that that anchors that perspective. It reminds a person of all of these things. If a person's heedless, they may behave in other ways that make sense to them. Why? Because they're not keeping what they need to keep in mind in mind. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give all of us so much tawfiq. Inshallah, in the next uh, coming days in Majalis, we will go through, seeing that we're in fast, uh, we'll go through uh, a short text by Sidi Ahmad Zarruq, who was a person of this city, uh, although he died and he was buried somewhere else, but he was a great faqih of the city, a muhaqqiq of the Maliki Madhab, and a qutb of the tariqa shaviliyah, inshallah, uh, and a, 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 well-known, a well-known scholar uh, all, all around. Um, we'll go through, inshallah, a short work of his um, as well. Uh, uh, but remember while you're here that amidst all of the taking photos and all of the selfies and all of the wonderful food and buying and selling and colors and even smells, fast is a very multi-smellular experience, mashallah. Um, many of which are good smells, alhamdulillah. <laughs> <laughs> Amidst all of that, you know, stop when you see a masjid. Go, go pray two rakahs there. Literally, in every corner of the of the city, there's some wali of Allah Taala that's 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 there, that was there, that was buried there, that walked in those streets. So many books of deen, so many books of ilm, so many mujahideen fi sabilillah, so many, so many, uh, just ahlullah people uh, come from this place to the point where the people of the Maghrib used to say this is like the second Medina. Um, this city was a, 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 like a metaphor for deen for people. Um, people who wanted to study and things like that, they would all come over here. People who wanted to 
meet Ahlullah, they, they would come here, they would visit the, the routes for Hajj from the rest of Africa used to come through here. Um, it's, it's, a, it's an important place. So stop, you know, go stop and when you pass by a masjid, stop, pray, you know, make your wudu before you leave home, pray two rak'ahs in, uh, in all of these different places. All of them are the houses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And make dua to Allah Ta'ala that the thing that Allah Ta'ala gave these people, it's the same Allah Ta'ala, He can give it to us as well. That He give us some part of it, some portion of it, inshallah, uh, as well in our own lives and for our own communities and for our own people. That Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala might make, uh, uh, you know, make, make some of that barakah come back uh, with us. Don't just go around like a, like a heedless tourist from uh, a place that they don't know the name of Allah or His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Say salam to the people, you know, don't get upset with beggars, don't get upset with the hustlers. There's a lot of people who are going to try to hustle you for all kinds of different things. Don't get upset with them, just smile at them, say salam and keep moving, inshallah. Uh, observe all these adab, inshallah, inshallah, that are also connected with the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sallallahu ta'ala ala rasulihi Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.